Hello, hello, my dear ones, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with My Higher Self. It's been a couple of weeks, so I missed you. How are you? Today, we have a wonderful topic to cover. Today, we're going to be talking about dreamscape, specifically things that you need to know about the state of dreaming as it relates to a year of karmic returns, which is year 2020-22. So we have a lot of fun to look forward to in this episode. Before we get started, per usual, a couple of housekeeping items. Um, just to give you guys a heads up, uh, we, um, you know, we have finally figured out the schedule. Uh, we are uploading um, new uh, podcast episodes to Conversations with My Higher Self every Saturday. Every Sunday, uh, we are uploading new episodes to Our Sacred Universe, which is our podcast on meditation and guided journeys. It's available, available on Spotify, available on Apple Podcasts. So if you're not with me, you should be. Meditating with me is a very different experience to this podcast. It is a heart-based uh, space. It's um, a very different vibration, a very different healing frequency. Um, this podcast is a little bit more intellectual. Um, it's all centered around truth. So a very different space. So highly encourage you to go and check out our sacred universe if you haven't yet. And then every Wednesday, we hope to upload a new video to our YouTube channel um, called This Is Maria. Maria with an interesting spelling, M-A-R-I-Y-A. That being said, my book is also available on Amazon. It's called 72 Keys to Manifestation or an Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. I have been getting so many amazing reviews, off-the-cuff feedback from the ones that have read the book. Thank you for sharing that with me. Enough of you have said that the book has changed your lives. So I am you know, really excited about it. I could not... Um, could not have been happier to see and witness the impact that the book has had in your lives. This is a book about manifestation, but it is so much bigger, so much greater. Um, it is a book that selects the reader, not the other way around. So if you're feeling like a slight tingling sensation as I'm describing the book, it is a calling. Uh, it's probably for you um, if you're experiencing that sensation. That being said, why don't we dive right into the topic? Um, I wanted to keep this episode a little bit shorter, just FYI, and uh, let's see. Hopefully, we'll um, have enough time to um, get in depth on the topic for today. Alrighty, let's dive right into dreamscape. Okay, first things first. What is the state of dreaming? The state of dreaming is something that humanity is overall fairly perplexed about. It is a very curious state from the human perspective, but there is, despite the research, all the research that goes on and some fundamental rudimentary understanding of what happens during the eight or so hours every night that you're sleeping, um, there is still quite a lot of confusion about the state. However, during the years like this one, during the years of karmic returns, by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Last December, December 21, I made this whole podcast about predictions for 2022, calling this year the year of karmic returns. Quick refresher for those of you that don't know what that means. That means that this year, 
our karma is coming back to be released. And this is a year where we reap um, the benefits or the opposite of the benefits of what we planted in the past, right? So a lot of the things that are happening to you this year are karmically related, tied to the karma, to the grand cosmic law of cause and effect. How does this relate to the dreamscape is a very fascinating topic to uncover. Before we dive in, why don't we take a quick step back and I'll give you a quick overview around the state of dreaming. As you all know, the matrix, which is the system that was created so that souls like yourself could come and incarnate on planets like planet Earth, is a fairly intricate system. Every incarnation that you go through is a very well orchestrated journey, shall we say. However, this is a system that was created for a variety of different souls, for a variety of different journeys. In fact, the range of these journeys is pretty dramatic. And so goes for the types of souls that incarnate within the matrix structure. Because of that, there was created a state that you guys refer to as the dreamscape or the state of dreaming. There are many applications for that state, but if I were to kind of like give you a general overview of why it was created, it was created to make sure that whatever experience you are going through on a planet like Earth and whoever you are at soul level, this experience is palatable. What are the different uses of the dreamscape? Some of the more obvious ones are the healing, right? The renewal, your body goes through renewal. By the way, not just your physical body, all of your bodies, shall I say, go through a renewal every time you go to sleep. That is one. Processing, internalizing whatever happened during the day is another function of dreamscape. This is especially relevant for younger souls that don't have quite as many incarnations under their belt because they require a lot more time to process the happening. They require more time to be able to integrate the learnings uh, and to preserve those learn learnings for the future. Also, if you are going through a tumultuous period in your life, you need your dream state in order to be able to process these emotions. There are only so many, let's say, if, if, if an emotion was, like if we could measure the strength of an emotion, your body can actually only process so much per second or per minute. So the throughput of your body as far as integrating emotion is limited. When you are in your dream state, a lot of your light bodies are in what I would call, uh, <clears throat> they exist in a state of receptivity. And so when you are in your awake state, your body is actually in the state of mostly non-receptivity. Again, overgeneralizing, and that, but that would help us compare and contrast the two states. So you are in, in the uh, state of assessment for the most part when you're awake. So you're assessing, you're evaluating, you're judging. When you are in the uh, state of sleep, uh, you're the opposite. You're actually very open to experiences. You're very open to processing emotion. And so very often, if you have leftover emotion that hasn't been quite processed throughout the day, during the night, um, it would be processed. You also may have noticed 
that it is, sometimes you really need to sleep on things, right? When, when it comes to decision-making, English language even preserved that in the actual language, right? Let me sleep on it. Because actually when you wake up in the morning, certain things, certain decisions that we have really, really hard to make in the evening become easier to make. But that is like the tip of the iceberg, you guys, as far as the use cases for um, the state of dreaming. What are some others? For older souls, let's use that definition, a word, descriptor with a grain of salt. Let's, let's just say, how, how would I rephrase? For souls that are uh, a lot more experienced, a dream state is actually a much needed escape. Third dimensional planets like planet Earth present a very limited range of circumstances and events, a very limited range of emotions. And so very often more experienced souls either get bored here, despite let's say being on a mission here, um, they can either get bored or yeah, like there's just not enough stimulation or they can get otherwise disengaged. And so the state of dreaming allows them to travel, astral travel, if you will, go to other dimensions, go spend time with their soul family, go do their thing. So that actually, from a soul perspective, the dream state can be more stimulating to those older souls, more experienced souls, than whatever is happening in a third dimensional reality. And dream state is also incredibly lucrative for connecting with your spirit guides. So your soul would quite naturally do that. So when you fall asleep, you may not be aware of that. You may not remember that. Very often your let's say energetic double, whoever you are on the, you know, let's say like your light bodies or parts of them detach so that you can be in a free floating state where you could communicate with, you know, your different levels of your guides, including your higher self as well. So there's a lot of happening actually that is happening in the dream state that from the perspective of your soul is at times even more real than whatever is happening inside of the matrix when you are awake. And that's where we get probably to the core crux of this conversation and why the dreamscape is really critical for years like 2022. Two things here. Your guides, your spirit guides, use your dreams in order to alert you to certain things within your life that you need to be paying attention to. So the state of dreaming, during the state of dream, dream dreaming you are a lot more receptive not just to processing information but also to receiving information from higher realms right so this is actually prime time for your spirit guides to send you messages so that you could be better aligned to your path so this is relevant to this year why because as you're going through massive karmic knots remember when you go through a karmic knot Karma is actually a very persistent pattern, right? Very often when you accumulate karma, it comes in a form of persistent patterns. Something happens in your life. Maybe it happened 10,000 times before and you tend to react a certain way over and over and over and over again, right? And that is how you get the same loop, the same karmic loop or the same karmic knot that you need to work through. How do you work through the karmic knot? You act in a way that is different compared to your own pattern. That is how you untie the karmic knot. 
it is actually extremely hard, all things considered, to all of a sudden start acting not in accordance with your pattern or against your pattern. It's almost like if you imagined a meadow and in the very middle of the meadow, there is a road that is like a very well um, walked path. And you guys have all seen that before in like forests. Like there is like the way, or like when you go on a hiking trail, there is a hiking trail, right? And it's pretty obvious what it is. And then imagine instead of using the hiking trail, you just go straight into the meadow uh, where there's no trail at all. I like no human feet have ever walked there. That is kind of like what it feels like to break a karmic pattern. Instead of taking the trail that everybody else, you know, that everybody else takes, right? Or by everybody else, I really mean you in your past lives or parallel lives. You choose to create a new path, right? So because that is actually not a very likely scenario, your spirit guides know that. And so they would send you messages. And very often, before you go through a karmic knot scenario, your spirit guides would send you messages for three months straight via dreamscape. Because very often, people... By the way, they don't just do that during dreamscape. They do that during your um, awake hours as well. It's just you're probably not receptive to those more often than not. And so they would persistently send you messages through dreamscape. So make no mistake, in your 2022, your spirit guides have been trying to communicate to you via your dreams. Again, because they know how critical this chunk of time is. We only have about, what, like six months left, give or take. It's it's prime time for you, your spirit guides to uh, send you messages. And by the way, for you to receive them. But there is more to the dreamscape. Another way that the dreamscape is used is as a training ground. So very often, souls are after experiences. That is literally the definition of incarnating. Uh, the definition of evolving is, or the way rather, the way that you evolve is by accumulating certain experiences. There are certain experiences that are very easy to plan for. And then there are other experiences that you may not get very often. I don't know. Let me try to give you an example. Let's say you need to, to accumulate courage. And, and that at soul level, that is what your soul really prioritizes. But in order for you to accumulate courage, you need to put yourself through life and death situations. Like, let's say that you're looking for that flavor of courage, like the courage that comes to you when it's life or death or something, you know, dramatic like that. There are only so many times you could have a near-death experience in a third-dimensional world without going crazy, if you know what I mean. Like, this is not something that in a physical world, your higher self is going to put you through 50 times in one incarnation. That would be the definition of insanity. Like, imagine the trauma that you would carry in that one life. Luckily, Dreamscape allows you to accumulate these experiences without accumulating trauma. And that is the beauty of it. So a lot of higher selves, a lot of souls are going to select different training programs that could be run during the state when their lower self is asleep. And as those programs are running, your avatar, right, your lower self is making decisions and 
accumulating the experience, accumulating the points, if you will, without accumulating the trauma, right? So it's like the best of both worlds. So it's like the virtual environment to the virtual environment, if that makes sense. And so very often our higher selves use and abuse the dreamscape from the perspective of teaching their avatars, from the perspective of teaching their lower selves to behave a certain way or accumulate certain qualities, right? So going back to my example with courage, your higher self may choose various training programs, and I'll, I'll dive into what that means, to cause experiences that are close to life and death, experiences as you're sleeping. All the meantime, you would be accumulating those experiences and you would be accumulating the points and learning the courage without necessarily putting your incarnation in danger. And it gets better. There are, so maybe actually let me quickly dive into the training programs because you guys are like, what are the training programs? I'm getting that, that whiff from the collective. So training programs are like the simplest way of thinking about it. They're like the little tapes that have pre-recorded content on them, uh, kind of like movies or like more like computer games. I would, I, I would say that that's probably the best proxy. And there's like a whole library. So for instance, if your higher self wants you to practice courage, it would refer to the library of training mechanisms to practice courage. And they're generally very short, um, I don't know, like five to 15 minute scripts. And for those people that remember their dreams, you guys would very often remember that your dream kind of like starts in the middle of the scene and then sometimes ends in the middle of the scene and then all of a sudden flips to like a whole other setting, right? So, and, and some of you may experience like five to seven to 10 of these different settings within one night, right? Again, now, your ability to remember dreams varies, you know, like it, there are many factors we could talk about that, like why some people remember dreams better than others. Um, that's not really the topic of this conversation, but very often, right? If, if, if that is what you're experiencing, you're going through a, a bunch of training programs, right? Training manuals, if you will. So why is this critical for the year of karmic returns? Here is why. One number one thing we know about the year of karmic returns is your karma is going to come for you whether you'd like it or not. Your higher self is fully vested in the fact or in into the reality where you work through your karma. It is very biased, like it wants you to work through those things. However, like I told you before, there are certain things that are harder to manufacture in the real world at scale. Life and death scenario could be one. Giving, I don't know, giving birth or getting married. Like if you have karma around getting married or giving birth uh, or breaking up with a significant other, like there are only so many times in a life you can go through that. Or like getting a degree. If your karma is around getting a degree or picking a career, there are only so many times in a lifetime that you would be able to fa be faced with that choice. And so very often there would be a program that would be available to you to work through your karma in your dream state. I don't know if I just blew your mind, but one of the purposes, one of the, one of my favorite use cases for dream state is actually working through karma. Nobody really talks about it. 
but it is real. So for things, for situations that test you around karmic knots that are harder to manufacture frequently in a physical world, sometimes a vehicle of karmic release that is selected by your higher self is through a training program inside of a dream. Very often these dreams... A, you tend to remember these dreams. And now that I am actually telling you, you guys are going to start becoming aware, you're going to start noticing those things. Like you may have not been aware that, that is even a thing. But now that I'm bringing this into your awareness field, you may start becoming more aware and even catch yourself. And in the morning, even remember what you dreamt of and know for a fact that that was an instance where you got to release a piece of karma or not, depending on the choices that you make. So very often it is a dream that you would remember because it would cause like a pretty significant visceral reaction. Like there would be something about that situation that you were put through inside of your dream that is memorable or causes a fairly strong emotional reaction in you, right? So it's not going to feel like the run of the mill type of dream. So that's one. Two, how else do you know that this is the dream that helps you work through karma? There is always a choice at the very end of that program. So essentially they're showing you a happening. They're showing you, let's say like a storyline or a script. You know, you're what the main character, there may be other main characters. Anything is fair game. Anything could be happening in that, um, in that program, inside of that quote unquote dream. And then towards the end, you get to a choice. Do X or do Y? Be X or be Y, you know? And then you make a choice. And then based on that choice, something happens or doesn't happen. And, you know, choices could be limitless. It could be, you know, are you willing to sacrifice yourself or not? Do you cheat on that person or do you stay loyal, like loyal to that person and true, etc., etc. Do you backstab them or do you not? Do you leave your baby to starve? Uh, or not? Like, do you abort the baby? Do you keep the baby? You know, like things like that. They're like pretty big choices. Very often when that happens in a dream, it's actually a test and they're testing you for a karmic loop. Interestingly enough, depending on the gravity of the karmic loop, how, you know, how thick it is, so to say, how dense it is, how often you picked, you know, a particular choice in the past that didn't serve you. So like it, all of these things create gravity around a particular karmic knot. Some knots are larger, some knots smaller, kind of common sense, right? So uh, small and medium sized knots can be worked through during dream state. You may not even have to live through it in your physical world. Now, the good news is when you are dreaming, right? Very often, unless it is a lucid dream, you don't really know the difference between quote unquote reality and dream reality, right? Which actually serves you when it comes to releasing that karma. Because if your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and dream, then whatever choice you're going to be making in that moment is an authentic choice, which is exactly what your guides want you to make. They just want you to make an authentic choice based on the learnings of today, right? Again, so for small and medium-sized karmic knots, you may be able to release that karma just based on the choices that you made in, in the game. Very often, by the way, when you make a choice, they don't necessarily show you the outcome of that choice. It kind of just like ends there because the whole purpose of these training videos is to get you to make a choice one way or another. Um, sometimes you may be tested multiple times for the same thing 
right? For instance, you may be tested on courage during one night that you're sleeping, but you may be giving multiple scenarios where you have to stay strong or stay courageous or display courage, right? As opposed to cowardice, I guess, right? So just something that I figured I'd bring up to you guys, right? Because enough of you right now are going through all kinds of tests in your dreamscape and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. When you would wake up in the morning, very often, if this was a test, you would remember what you were dreaming. And by the way, by the way, it would be possible for you to have a conversation about what has happened uh, with your guides and your higher self. Because sometimes, and that's the hardest part about karma, when you're making the choice, you don't always know if this is the choice that unties the karmic knot or ties it, you know, even um, tighter together. So very often it's actually helpful to talk through what happened with your guides. Um, for instance, if you remember a dream where you were faced with a choice and you remember what you selected, this is actually a really, really good instance where you can talk to your guides about what did it mean? Did I make the right choice? And your spirit guides are going to be able to advise you on whether you made the right choice or not. And you can ask them, okay, like, why did I get this test? And, you know, um, you would you would get answers from your higher self or your guides around why you got the particular test. And you would also get guidance around, did you select the right thing or not? And if you selected the wrong thing, they may advise you on what would have been the right thing to select. So I find that, you know, reviewing the situations with your guides afterwards can be extremely enlightening and extremely helpful. Let me really quickly scan the human collective and to see how many of you are, um, like how frequently it's happening this year, uh, this type of testing. I'm seeing about once a month, uh, like one night a month for this entire year that you guys are being put through tests on average. Some of you more frequently, some of you less frequently. However, the dream, like the dreams that are, I wouldn't call them the prophetic dreams, but the dreams where your guides are trying to get through a message to you, that happens about at least three nights out of every month, right? So three times more frequently than the tests. So do pay attention to your dream state now in the next six months, even more so than ever until the end of 2022. If you're getting a message inside of your dream that sticks with you for whatever reason, don't discard it as something that does not have meaning or purpose. I guarantee you, if you remember a particular phrase or a particular image or symbol from your dream in the year 2022, it is extremely important. I guarantee you that your spirit guides probably worked really, really hard to get that message through to you. So don't discard it as, you know, woo-woo stuff. Um, it actually does matter. Um, I recommend, um, you know, writing things down also, right? Whatever you see, like try writing down your dreams because um, one, like keep a dream journal, especially if like there is something that's memorable. And again, you don't have to keep a dream journal forever, but for the next six months, it could be really, really helpful because if you keep the dream journal, you may start to notice certain patterns in your dreamscape that you haven't noticed before. And that may contain a lot of hints around your personal karmic knots, you know, the choices that you should be making and other types of guidance from your spirit 
helpers as well as your higher self, right? And those may only become available, not available, but apparent to you at a later date uh, when you actually analyze all the things that have been going on instead of just looking at one-offs. Okay, well, I wanted to see if the collective had any questions based on what we just discussed, anything that was unclear about dreamscape, and especially if it, as, as it relates to karma, I'm here to receive the question. How do I know? The, the question is, how do I know that whatever I saw is an actual message from my spirit guides instead of just some mumbo jumbo that I saw that has no meaning? Very often, if something really sticks through with you and you remember it, uh, very often it is a message from your guides. Now, the message can still be veiled, as in it's not always easy to read it and it may not always be at face value. Very often people worry about forgetting dreams. And granted, you may forget all kinds of dreams, including the training scenarios. But um, very often the messages that are from your spirit guides, A, they're going to be fairly short and succinct. A lot of messages from your spirit guides would come in a form of a sentence, a word, or a combination of words that is very easy to remember. Sometimes they may even repeat it to you multiple times in the same dream. And just and when you wake up and you still remember it, very often, especially if it's vivid, and you cannot explain it, but something made you remember it, very often that is a sign that it's not just like a random phrase. It's not just a random sentence, but there is a message there. By the way, it doesn't always have to come in a sentence format. Sometimes it's an image. Sometimes it's a feeling. Sometimes it's a reminder about something, right? So messages can come in all types of um, shapes and sizes. If something is recurring, if you feel like you've seen it before, it just feels familiar, like a situation is familiar or something, or like it feels like, like deja vu. When you're feeling a deja vu type, of sense as it relates to your dream. That is generally a dead giveaway that this is a message from your spirit guides. And by the way, they've been trying to get that through to you many times. And so it, I, by now it feels familiar because you've seen it before, make no mistake. Other than that, you can use your discernment, right? You can always, if you're unsure if a message came from your spirit guides or it's just some random just some randomness that your own brain concocted. You can always ask the universe if that was a message from your spirit, or you like use the pendulum, right? Whether that's your internal pendulum or an external pendulum. Um, you can always ask the yes or no question to the pendulum. Is it something that I should trust? Is it something that I shouldn't trust? I love using the internal pendulum. I always recommend that folks use the internal pendulum. What is that? Um, everybody's pretty much familiar with the external pendulum, right? Like that you have on a string, like a crystal or something that, um, you know, essentially rotates and gives you answers. This one is internal. So imagine that inside of your head, there is like a little pendulum on, a, you know, um, on like a little string and it moves clockwise for yes in a clockwise direction and counterclockwise for no. And, you know, anytime you have a question, like a yes or no question, just focus on the area of your third eye, because that is kind of like um, where the, the center of that pendulum is and watch which way it swings, right? So clockwise for yes, counterclockwise for no. You would also notice that the more you do that, this almost becomes like a very natural 
thing, but your body does. And even when you're like in a business setting and you need to make rapid decisions, you may catch yourself actually that your body already is trained to show you what the answer is for yes or no questions. All of a sudden, like you may be thinking, oh, what is the right answer? And you would notice that your internal pendulum is swinging a certain way. And that is your dead giveaway. So that could also be how you, if you're unsure whether it's coming from spirit or it's just a randomness that you dreamt up, you can use the pendulum to give you a very quick, very easy to read answer. Anyway, um, any other questions from the collective on what I was talking about today? I'm ready to receive. The question is, how like normally outside of the year of karmic returns, how often do we get these types of training manuals in our sleep? And how often do we actually succeed in passing them? I actually really like this question. So the answer is really depends, right? It really depends. It depends on the plan of your higher self. It depends on how heavy it wants you to go through experiences. Um, so, for instance, if you're a young soul and your higher self is thirsty for you to get as many experiences as is possible, it may put you through these kinds of training programs all the time. But not every single program is going to be meant for you to, re to release the karma, right? When your higher self plays the different programs for you, there is an intention before the program is played. There are two major intentions. The first intention is gain experience. Uh, the second intention is work through karma. So your higher self always knows what the intention is prior to playing uh, the, the different training manuals for you when you, as, as you sleep. So the karmic ones are actually about 1% of all the training manuals that are being played. So that is actually quite rare. So outside of the years of the karmic returns, very often you're not going to get these types of training, um, training programs run specifically with the purpose of releasing karma so outside of year 22 um and you know other karmic release years you would very often just get mm, training programs to get experience and not anything else um that tends to happen quite often though but it does range for from soul to soul to soul the question that I'm getting from the collective is, so does it mean that every single dream that we see is actually a training program? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So um, again, there are some things that I would say, well, it's, it's, it's really hard to overgeneralize. So part of your dream state is these training programs. Part of your dream state is kind of like a free floating, um, a free-floating, like a script that you're almost like helping co-write, um, but it is essentially a script of uh, local proportions. So when your brain, and that happens actually in, in generally like inside of your brain, like this particular aspect of, of dreamscape, um, your brain would essentially just take objects from your life, uh, and not just objects, people, objects, circumstances, etc., and keep recreating different things kind of like randomly. It, it, those dreams sometimes don't really have like an end game, um, very often don't really make much sense. And they don't make sense because your brain is actually like playing Legos 
and you're just witnessing your brain playing Legos, if that makes sense. And your brain doesn't always stack the Legos in a way that makes logical sense to you. So that's like another thing that could happen. And the third thing is um, literally what I would call astral travel. It doesn't need to necessarily be an out-of-body experience full on, but this is an experience that your soul has that are quite intentional experiences. They have nothing to do with this incarnation. They're beyond this incarnation. It's just they happen during the time when you sleep. What are some of the things that could happen here in, 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 in this arena? Let's say your higher self has other things that it works on. And by the way, your higher self always does. You're never your only game. You're never your uh, higher self's only game. So your higher self may temporarily call back the portion of its energy that is projected forth into your human body to do other things, such as check up on its other incarnations, learn a skill, participate in activities that the higher self does, like certain councils, certain organizations, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like um, it, it can even call that part of the soul in to help its to help itself do the planning for future incarnations, right? By the way, your higher self has a range of tasks and responsibilities outside of incarnating more often than not. It could range from having an administrative type of role, being a healer, being a teacher at soul level, et cetera, et cetera. So just because it is incarnating or using a portion of its energy uh, to go through these experiences we call lives or incarnations doesn't mean that that's the only thing that your higher self does and so as you're sleeping right your stream of energy is available to your higher self to do whatever it wants outside of removing it from your body and so your higher self may choose to send that stream on errands or give it some decisions to make that are above and beyond one incarnation and so essentially, these are probably the three main avenues of like the happening inside of the dream. Really quickly again, one is the training, um, the training manuals and like the little training games. The second is like essentially your brain going rampant and creating different scenarios just to keep busy because your brain likes to keep busy. And the third is essentially your higher self doing whatever it wants with this energy. Now, you can be aware that these things are happening or unaware, and then you may forget, but really, there is always something happening during your dreamscape. It's not like nothing is happening. Even if you don't remember a single dream, one of those three things most likely did happen as, as you were dreaming, um, at least for the portion of the night. Alrighty, well, I promise to keep this short. I just want to leave you with the fact that I feel completely confident that with this information, you guys are now a lot more, like you're set up for success a lot more around understanding your own dreamscape and understanding the wonderful gift that it is. And also understanding certain messages that are coming through for you at this moment in time. And then also uh, it gives you such a wealth of context uh, to help you pass through the uh, year of karmic returns with flying colors. I hope this was helpful. Uh, I'm sending you a big virtual hug and I will see you in the next one. Bye.